and that it is messy. Great. That just that makes it all better. Oh, it's messy, and some people get killed. Oh, well. Uh, bye. 210-599-5555. I know it's early. It's 507. It's Red Friday. R-E-D. Remember, everyone deployed. In breaking news this morning, the people who said Trump would destroy America are, in fact, the ones that are destroying America. And they're headed up by a coalition of mostly we don't know who, but they've got an old man out front, and um, we're in bad shape. So right now we're asking for your reaction and your thoughts on everything that happened uh, that transpo uh, went down yesterday. 13 U.S. Ser- service members now. We're up to 13. The deadliest day of conflict since 2011. And many others are believed to be in critical condition and may not made it. This is the deadliest attack since August 2011 when militants shot down a Chinook helicopter killing 31 Americans. Also, at least 60 Afghans are dead, more than 120 wounded, according to the reports now. But those are sketchy because the Taliban is telling healthcare workers not to release full casualty counts. As you well know by now, one bombing occurred at the final checkpoint for evacuees that were going into the Hamid Karzai International Airport. The second bombing was at the Baron Hotel, which is basically our, our foundation there. And yesterday, we were told by our authorities that we are in danger of further attacks. 210-599-5555. Your call's right now. Go ahead, Daniel. You're on. If any other person that was in charge, they would have started bombing immediately, and they would have gone on national-wide TV saying what they were doing. They wouldn't have waited three, four hours like this idiot did. Um, I think it was more like six hours, and uh, yeah. you're absolutely right. At least, at the very least, they would have issued a statement, Daniel, that would have said, you know, we're working on this, our our thoughts, our hearts, our prayers, you know, they're with our people. But i got to tell you, Joe Biden doesn't give a crap. He doesn't care. No, he doesn't. No. And if Trump was still in charge, they would have already hanged him outside. Well. If this would have happened under his watch. Um, uh, so, 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 you know, he is... Um, Daniel, thank you. Um, it's very disappointing that this guy is now the guy that is negotiating with the Taliban. He has deferred to the Taliban and has the Taliban acting as our security force. This is all coming out as of yesterday. The first person to say anything was the general, the command general in charge, and he said that they are still working with the Taliban. The Taliban are terrorists that we have been bombing now for at least 20 years. The Taliban is a terrorist organization who idolized al-Qaeda and what they did on 9-11 to the United States of America. The Taliban are not our friends. And as we have been saying, as I have been saying since the very beginning of this, we are trusting our enemies to take care of us because we have decided, no, Joe Biden has decided to surrender to the Taliban, surrender to terrorists from the ninth century. Yesterday, when he finally did come out, They told us he would be out at 5 p.m., and it was more like 5.30 before he could be 
bothered to come to the cameras and speak to the American people. Sorry, Joe, I don't believe you. You're a damn liar. You've been lying ever since you got into politics. You continue to lie, and you came to the, to the cameras, and you lied to the American people yesterday. So that crap that you fed us yesterday about we don't forgive and we don't forget and we'll hunt you down. You ain't hunting nobody down and you're not fooling any of us, Joe. And then to start off with, ladies and gentlemen, they gave me a list here. And the first person I was instructed to call on was Kelly O'Donnell of NBC. Okay, Chris, go ahead. Ladies and gentlemen, they gave me a list here. The first person I was instructed to call on was Kelly O'Donnell of NBC. Who instructed him, the Taliban? I mean, obviously, probably. I'm guessing so because they're calling the shots on this operation. We're not calling the shots. He and the general made that clear yesterday. The Taliban is calling the shots on this deal. Our enemy, who we have been bombing for 20 years, of course they want to kill us. And then they open up the prisons and let out the worst of the worst of the worst. Of course those guys want to kill us. We locked them in prison. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. Logan, go right ahead. Hey, is it true that the that Trump released the uh, Taliban POWs? Because I heard some idiots talking about that yesterday. Yes. And I was trying to find out that was true. Yes, they did. And they did make an, a, an arrangement with the Taliban to control all of them. And that the Taliban uh, knew that they would not, they, they better not do anything to Americans at any time during this drawdown, uh, or else uh, they would all be killed. And so they stood down. Uh, okay, so they were released, but they were controlled. Uh, they were released and under control. That's correct. We did not, we, the last time an American had died over there was February of last year, not this past February, February of last year. Uh, no, this this recent, I, I know what you're hearing in the media, and I know what they're saying about this is Donald Trump's fault. In fact, yesterday, yeah, Joe, Joe Biden said, what's that? He gets blamed for everything. Well, sure. Uh, yesterday, Joe Biden said that, you know, this is his responsibility, and then he went on to blame his generals, and he went on to blame Donald Trump. Uh, Joe Biden is a, is a weak-kneed liar who uh, needs to be removed from office. All right, go, go ahead, Chris. The reason why there were no attacks on Americans, as you said, from the date until I came into office was because the commitment was made by President Trump. I will be out by May 1st. In the meantime, you nope, nope. agree not to attack any Americans. That was the deal. The deal was if you harm the, if you even scare an American, I'm going to kill you and your family. And they knew he would because he had. Now, why we saw what we saw yesterday was all on Joe Biden for pulling out of Bagram. This was a tactical retreat on his part. Let me tell you why this happened yesterday. Joe Biden, on purpose, caused a tr tactical retreat here. As the Taliban were surging and the Afghan military forces were collapsing, Biden knew that U.S. commanders, his commanders, said we have to keep a force presence and continue supporting the Afghan government. That's what they said to him. 
He said no. And if there were going to be any thought of reversing course or maintaining control of Bagram, would have to be essential for that. We'd have to keep it. So by not just slashing the in-country troop presence, but surrendering Bagram, and in this chaotic and consciously chaotic and sneaky way, it deprived the Afghan forces on orderly transfer at a time when they were under siege and steadily losing their U.S.-dependent capacity to function. What this was, make no mistake about it, the Biden administration guaranteed that there would be no turning back from the decision to pull out. No matter how bad things got, U.S. commanders would have no military options. Besides having surrendered their fortress at Bagram, they would be down to just 600 troops, not even enough to secure the airport in Kabul and U.S. diplomatic personnel in the crisis. And then the president of the United States turn control over to our enemies. And you're on KTSA. Go right ahead. Good morning, Trey. Uh, first of all, I'm so angry. Um, my prayers go for those who are injured and for the family members who lost their loved ones. Um, and I need to find out from you if you've heard this yet. Um I got a news alert from Daily Wire yesterday afternoon at 4.13 p.m. It says, breaking, Biden administration gave Taliban list of American citizens, green card holders, and Afghan allies that needed to get into airport. I don't know. Have you heard anything about that yet? Yes, that came. That was a political report that came out yesterday. Joe Biden addressed that yesterday, seemingly admitting to that being a fact that they had indeed turned this type of information over to the Taliban. So the Taliban has been going, as we've been telling you, Ann, on the air, that the Taliban has been going from house to house and getting those that worked with us. How did they know which house to go to? They knew it because the Biden administration had given that information to the Taliban. Uh, Trey? And, and are you still? Okay. Um, I, that just goes to prove what I've been telling my husband and our kids. <sighs> Right now, for I don't know how many years, uh, our enemies within are willingly helping, have been, and continue to help our enemies worldwide. Thank you, Ann. Uh, Jim, you're on KTSA. Go right ahead. Yes, sir. they got bigger problems besides Biden being an imbecile. I mean, that's nothing new. That's 47-year-old news. But these generals that got three and four stars on them, these people are not fit to lead a platoon. If we ever get into a real war, I mean, we've had it. Uh, it was very disappointing for me yesterday, Jim, to watch General McKenzie, who is the uh, c- commander of this effort. Uh, when he came on, he was the first one that we heard from, and he was reading his answers to the reporters' questions. So was Joe Biden. That's why he had a list. They have all the questions designed. They have all the answers designed before this even happens. And the same was going on with the general yesterday. He had his computer in front of him, and he was reading his answers. Now, the only way he can read answers to reporters' questions is if they have the questions. Now, I'm not sure if the reporters are writing the questions and giving them to to the administration, and the administration then gives them to Joe Biden or the, the general, or if it's the other way around. I, I'm guessing, I'm just going to take a guess, that it's both, 
that in some instances the reporters will write the questions and give them to the administration ahead of time. The administration formulates the answer, puts it on the board for, for Joe and the others to read, and they will also write questions for the reporters to ask, and they'll hand them to the reporters. Why else would Joe Biden single out Peter Ducey and call him the most interesting person on television? Because he's the wild card that doesn't play their game of pre-scripted questions and answers. Daniel, go ahead, please. Hey, good morning, Trey. You know, I'm staring at the U.S. flag that I have in my uh, home office. Oh, thank you for bringing that up, Daniel. All flags, please pull them down to half-staff today, folks. Please do it. I haven't seen an order. Uh, Has anybody seen an order from the White House to do that? The White House has not ordered that, apparently, but I am. Pull pull your flags down to half-staff, please. Amen, brother. And I just wanted to share, I recently got my uh, U.S. citizenship and my U.S. passport. And, you know, we used to think that the U.S. passport was was a strong passport around the world. And unfortunately, due to the COVID theater, you can't go anywhere. And now with this um, event that happened, um, we lost credibility. I don't feel safe even going, you know, anywhere with it. I mean, I'm happy to have it. But aside from going to my home country, I don't think I'm going to use it to go anywhere else. I've been to Qatar, which is, you know, a very crazy region. And I know the Taliban has been using Qatar as, you know, as, I guess their ally, but then the U.S. as well. So they get funding from them. Daniel, Americans uh, are not safe here or there. Amen. That's so the, that's we, the, we have an open border. We have an open border. We know that we have had uh, terrorists come across the border since Joe Biden. Uh, has has opened up the border. This is the most dangerous and precarious situation that we have been in since 9-11-2001. And it's his fault. He put us in this position. Paul, go ahead. Yeah. Um, if we could take what's going on the last few days and, and turn back the time clock to World War II, what would happen to all these generals and and people that left uh, billions of dollars for the enemy and gave lists of all the all all the friendly people to the enemy. What would happen to them? Well, at yeah. the, at the, I, I know what you're saying. They'd, at the very least, they'd be uh, court-martialed, and then they'd uh, probably face prison time or something more harsh. Okay, uh, 210-599-5555. I have to take a break. I just want to do for uh, as long as we can throughout the morning, guys, your your calls, your reaction, your thoughts on what happened yesterday. And th- out of everything that we heard yesterday, it was extremely disturbing as the day went on, all the way down to Joe Biden admitting that they're giving him a list of people to, to call on at press conferences. All of these things that went on yesterday that were extremely troubling. The most troubling to me was the fact that the Taliban is running this this operation, not us. That we, that not we, that Joe Biden made the tactical decision to defer the operation to the Taliban. And you saw where it got us. The Taliban wants Americans dead. They always have, and they're not going to change. And this president, in an act of um, unbelievable unbelievable giving up power and control of the united states to a ragtag uh, tribes various tribes of terrorists who uh, have always hated the u.s and always will he has given up command and control to them 
and sharing intelligence with them. He admitted it, and the commanding general admitted they share intelligence with our enemy. The Taliban is our enemy, not our friend. You tell me what you think. You guys who support Joe Biden, you proud? Just how proud are you of your president and his actions? I mean, come on. If he's your man and you're proud of him, hey, tell the whole world. you got a chance to right now tell the whole world how proud you are of this moment in American history. 210-599-5555. Traffic and AccuWeather. Today, intervals of clouds and sunshine. Thunderstorm in spots this afternoon, about 91. Could get a thunderstorm tonight. Tomorrow, partly sunny. A thunderstorm at a few spots in the afternoon at 91. And on Sunday, sunshine, patchy clouds and 93. Right now, 70. You want it online at KTSA.com, plus Facebook and Twitter. Stay connected. Biden administration gave Taliban list of American citizens, green card holders, Afghan allies that needed to get into airport. These generals have got three and four stars on them. These people are not fit to lead a platoon. If we ever get into a real war. Yeah. Well, it's 527. I like that. KTSA. Mm, yeah, a little funky Friday. 210-599-5555. It's, it's even worse. It's even worse than us giving the information to the enemy so the enemy can go find the people and kill them, right? It's even worse than that. We would call the enemy and say, hey, there's a bus coming down I-35, and it's loaded in such and such, and so and so is on it, and such and such, and so and so. All these people that have been working against you for 20 years, all these people you've been trying to find for 20 years, well, they're in that bus right there coming down the highway. And how do we know that's true? Because Joe told us that that's what they were doing. Randall, go ahead, man. You're on. Yeah, so the reason I was calling today is because, you know, you mentioned the fact that a list was given to the Taliban of, of everybody that, that they're looking for pretty much, right? What's that again? Say, what? say that again, Randall. How a list was given to the Taliban to let them know of who, who we're trying to bring across so then that way they could basically, if it was someone they were looking for, they could intervene and basically execute these individuals, right? Yeah. Well, two, what, two months ago, the same thing basically happened with Russia where we were doing things that could cripple our country if they were to, Correct. in fact, hack it, breach it, all these things. Correct. People need to open their eyes and see that it's, they're trying to take us down by giving information to all of our enemies Correct. to take us down from within. Correct. Uh, Randall, Joe Biden just armed our enemies with about $100 million. And, and, and did you hear me talk about the list? 50 million rounds of fifty caliber? All the guns in the world? $200 million in drones have disappeared? 600,000 weapons gone? 209 warfighting air capability, whether that be C-130 or those are F-15s. They've, they've got all that stuff now, thanks to Joe Biden. He made sure that they were armed. Alex, go right ahead. Hi, Trey. Good morning. 
Thank you for keeping us up to breast on what's going on. I'm going to call the uh, Tower of Americas today and ask them to run the lights red, white, and blue tonight so everyone can look up. Great idea, I Alex. Thank for those. I, I, I hope they do, yeah. And maybe we can have everyone turn their lights on today during the day on respect for the loss. And I just have one last thing to say. You know, I wish I, when I was in high school that I was given the questions to the test yeah. before I took it Friday. Yeah. These people and that old man is nothing but a cheater. You yeah. have a good weekend, buddy. Ride good. I will, man. It's going to happen this morning at 9. Thank you, Alex, very much. Flags at half staff. We're taking your calls. We have Jeff Atticott coming up. He is. He's coming up next after the break here. We're going to talk with Dr. Jeffrey Atticott who wrote the bull on, uh, book on radical Islamic terrorism. And uh, here we go. You know, I was just thinking about Jeff the other day because we, we hadn't talked in a while. There during the Obama years, Jeff and I were talking every day, both here and on television, the television show I did. And uh, we haven't talked in a while because we haven't had to. We didn't have to talk much during the Trump years. But now we do because full-out, terrorism is back and we're not safe in this country it's not just going to happen over there the general yesterday made it clear the attacks are not over they will continue back by going to luisanantonio.com this is jamie markley stay connected with news talk 550 ktsa and fm 1071 on facebook twitter and online at ktsa.com we don't have any uh, information at this point in time and that has not changed over the last couple of hours to suggest the taliban had knowledge of or was engaged in or involved in this attack i don't believe you jen i don't believe you i don't believe the boss i don't believe any of you anymore you're liars okay 210-599-5555 on the Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline. My friend, I was just thinking about Jeff the other day that we hadn't talked in a while, which, well, that's good and bad. I mean, we can talk and have, you know, have a friendly conversation about something else other than terrorism, but during the Obama years, we talked almost every day, and we hadn't talked in a while because we hadn't had to, uh, but now we do. And he's back from the Center of Terrorism Law, St. Mary's School of Law, and the guy who wrote the book on radical Islam, Dr. Jeffrey Atticott. Colonel, great to have you back on the show, sir. Um, I, what president on planet Earth defers to their enemy for protection? We're not operating from a position of strength. I know many people have said that, but we need to remind ourselves that this is the United States of America. We operate from a position of strength. And uh, we all know that this is a man-made crisis. I mean, you set a deadline uh, that's arbitrary, and then the military has to react to that deadline. We're just following orders. And as a consequence of that political decision, uh, to meet that deadline, we had to give up billions of dollars of equipment that now is in the hands of the Taliban. They don't know how to operate it, but guess what? The Chinese would love to come over and look at all that sophisticated drone technology, spy technology. Uh, you know, it just goes on and on and on. So, yeah, it's, it's, this is a man-made crisis uh, that this administration made, and, of course, they're trying to blame President Trump, but as the one reporter asked very succinctly, Trump's not the president anymore. You are. You know, um, I, I just cannot believe that we are deferring operational control 
to our enemies, and you said it right at the very beginning. We are the United States of America. And again, yesterday, we were reminded by General McKenzie and the president himself that we're the biggest, we're the baddest, we're the best on the planet. We're, keep, we're, we're told that over and over and over again, Jeff. When the hell are we going to start acting like it? Yeah, I mean, the military is the biggest and the baddest, but uh, it requires leadership. It requires leadership that understands the realities of the world in which we live. Uh, We were told for years and years and years, we don't negotiate with terrorists. And now we're told, well, these terrorists are the ones that are responsible for our security around the airport. And you go, what? Uh, And I think many people are saying the what. So the president is correct when he says the buck stops here. But, you know, when you take responsibility, you also have to take the blame or the credit. Here, I don't see any credit that this president can take when we are going to leave Americans behind, and that's tragic. You know, I, I, I know what, uh, you know, behind the scenes kind of stuff that's been going on here as far as why we did what we did with Bagram Air Base. It's clear. This president did not want to have, he, he wanted to burn the boats. And so in order to do that, in order to go against his military, who was telling him, sir, we need a protection force. We need to leave a protection force here. And the best place to do that is Bagram. Plus, Bagram had the prison with the hardened cells in the center of the prison where the worst of the worst of these guys were. And I would imagine once we find out that some of those guys that got us yesterday came out of that prison were released when we gave up Bagram against the military direction, the military advice. Yesterday, he threw his his military leaders under the bus and said, no, 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 they told me that we didn't want Bagram. Bagram was of no advantage, that Kabul was the best place for us to do that. Uh, He's a liar. That's absolutely not true. What he was doing was burning the boats so we could never go back, so we could never put that protection force in there. He didn't want anything to get in the way of getting out of there, no matter how deadly it was to American forces. And we found out yesterday with 13 dead Americans how deadly that is to American forces. He did this, and it started with that whole thing of getting out of Bagram, and he did it on purpose to burn the boats so he would never go back. Yeah, we're getting a lot of mixed signals from this administration, and, uh, and you know, I think reasonable people can wonder who's in charge and what's your, you know, what's your long-term goal. Uh, another scenario is he just doesn't know. Uh, you know, again, this president has no real-world experience in the military. He's been a politician for 40 years, basically, and so you know, people operate from their basis of, of what they know. And, uh, you know, he's a commander-in-chief, and who he listened to in his military chain of command, I'm sure some generals probably told him what he wanted to hear. But, you know, you choose which generals you put in charge. You choose sure. which generals you want to listen to. That's right. But this is pretty much common sense. You, this is not the way to withdraw, and that's the, the conflation that the administration wants to do. Well, you know, I had to go out because of President Trump. No. Uh, no, you're the president. Right. You, know, you are the president of the United States of America. So it's the way in which you went out, and we have to keep reminding uh, you know, people that that's our big beef, both Democrats and Republicans. It's the way that you executed or didn't execute properly this so-called plan. If you wanted to bring down the United States, this is exactly how you would do it. He's exercising that plan perfectly. Let me, let me ask you this, and I'll let you go, Jeff. Um, thinking about uh, the future. Uh, your level of concern for attacks, not only over there, that's a given. General McKenzie said so yesterday. We're going to be attacked more over there. What about here? We've had an open yeah, border for, uh, we've had an open border for eight months. 
Well, with the anniversary, uh, the 20th anniversary of 9-11, uh, we are in a more dangerous situation in many respects than we were uh, on September the 10th, 2001. Uh, the, the, the entire focus has shifted. We basically had contained radical Islamic extremism. President Trump had won a brilliant victory over ISIS and did it in the right way. Uh, and now we see that the terrorist organization, the Taliban, is stronger than they were in Afghanistan 20 years ago, and they are a magnet for other terrorist groups. Now, there are some reports that the Taliban has killed some of the ISIS leadership in their country, but again, they just those are personal vendettas. Um, you know, the reality is that ISIS, al-Qaeda, other terror groups are sending congratulatory messages to the Taliban, and this is going to be their new safe haven. We have no bases in the country now. We have no friendly countries nearby which we can operate from. And we're not going to get anybody embedded in the country because they don't trust us anymore. And, and no intelligence coming out of there. Think about that. No. We have no, no way of no. gathering intelligence. That's, that's the biggest thing right there is we have lost all operational intelligence in the area thanks to Joe and his decisions here. Uh, we, we relied on what people told us. We relied on the information that flowed through there for the entire region. And, uh, and now we don't, we don't have that anymore. So we're not going to have, uh, <clears throat> as an example, yesterday's attack, we didn't have the heads up on that. It went through the U.K. They got the heads up first, and they told us about it. Yeah, it's uh, you know it's it's a situation that requires firm and strong leadership. Uh, I, I you know I pray for our country, but the narrative now that we've lost tragically thirteen of our soldiers, their narrative is going to be emboldened because yeah. their spin is you know we drove the Soviets out, now we drove the Americans out, and they will flash these pictures up as a military victory over the United States of America. That's their narrative. And they have our equipment with which to kill us. Uh, Jeffrey Atticott, as always, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you coming back on. Thanks, Trey. Jeffrey Atticott, the Center for Terrorism Law, St. Mary's School of Law. Please support them. All right, Sam, quickly before the break, you're on KTSA. Go right ahead, Sam. Hey, I just wanted to say with all the attention focused on Afghanistan and the disaster over there, we're not hearing a word out of what's happening in Cuba, and I don't think we will. What are your thoughts on that? In, in where now, Sam? Where did you say? Cuba. Cuba. Well, what's hap- we're not hearing anything about what's happening in Cuba right now. It's great cover for the evil ones that work over there to do whatever they want. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it, that's true. It is also This is also great cover for what's happening down at the border. Uh, this the attention has been taken off off the border, which is wide open. You're right. The attention has been taken off of Cuba. The attention has been taken off of places like Taiwan. You know that's why our um, uh, our friends feel very isolated right now and very much alone right now, because this administration does not have their back. And so if you're South Korea, knowing that China would like to sweep down through North Korea and South Korea and control the entire peninsula, and then eventually Japan, and, and it's a foregone conclusion, they're going to move on Taiwan. How do you feel? You know, this is the problem. If you're, if you're in Europe right now, how do you feel? I mean, Donald Trump, for all you people that thought, well, he just uh, picking on NATO. No, he wanted NATO to strengthen themselves, and they did it. They didn't like it because they had to spend money to do it. But guess what? NATO is stronger today thanks to Donald Trump. Well, uh, they don't trust the current guy now to have their back over in Europe. Why would you? Why would you trust this guy? 
So I'll go back to something I said during my interview with Dr. Jeffrey Adcott. You tell me what you think. I mean, you know, we we hear over and over again, and I I actually happen to believe that it's true that we can kick ass and take names. That we're the strongest on the planet, the most well-equipped on the planet, the most highly trained on the planet. Nobody but nobody but nobody but nobody can stand up to our military. Then when are we going to start acting like it? When will this leadership quit worrying about men wearing skirts in the military and working on that and working on getting white guys in their place? Ooh, we got to put white guys. And yesterday, the military, you know what they were tweeting while Afghanistan was going on? You know what they were tweeting? We're better when we welcome more women into leadership roles in the military. I'm not kidding you. They, the official uh, Twitter account was putting that crap out yesterday while our men were dying. When are we going to get the woke crowd out of the way? And as, what's his name, Joey Jones? As he said yesterday on Fox, the war dogs are hungry. It's time to let them eat. Start piling the bodies up, he said. 210-599-55. There there hasn't been an attack like this since 2011 with this loss of life. Thirteen are dead. And there are others who are in very critical condition. We are told... Kind of brace yourselves for the numbers to go up. On the Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline, Craig Gross is a gold star father. His son, Corporal Frank Gross, was killed in Afghanistan in 2011 with an IED there, and he's joining me here on KTSA. Trey Ware here, and uh, sir, thank you very much for your time. Yes, sir. It's uh, good to be on your program. Your thoughts about yesterday? Well, I was very busy uh, yesterday. I, I work for um, I work for a, a very very large uh, barbecue restaurant chain, and I'm in charge of uh, catering sales for the uh, for the Tampa Bay area. So I was very very busy, and I didn't have time to listen to the news or anything. And as I was riding home, I turned on uh, the news, and um, it was actually KTRH radio because I'm Mike Berry's a good friend mm-hmm. out yeah. there in Houston. Sure, and um, uh, so I was listening, and I heard about the attacks. And, sir, uh, it was deja vu all over again. Uh, my heart just went out to the to the 13 families that are going to get that knock at the door today and be notified that by the Department of Defense. Uh, we, we are sorry to inform you that your son or daughter was killed in uh action while serving our country it's it's such a heart-wrenching experience and my day was 16 july 2011 10 years ago and um this is something that people just don't realize how how absolutely life-changing it is in in very positive ways but also in very negative ways and the positive of it is is that my wife and I became gold star families, and I've got to be honest with you, if it wasn't for our gold star families uh, and and the compassion that a lot of these veteran organizations in the Tampa Bay show us, uh, I, I would not have made it. Uh, I, I, I basically went downhill 
my wife was very strong, very solid. Uh, I I became an, uh, pretty much a an alcoholic. I tried to drink. I tried to drink my sorrow away, but that didn't work. So I ended up on my knees praying to God to help me, and He did, and uh, I'm stronger for it. So there's a lot of positives that come out of it, but the um, the fact that we can never bring my son back is is a, a, a tough pill to swallow every day. Um, Sir, I I um, yeah. I understand that feeling uh, because I've I've been there, not in your circumstance, but I've been there with both of my children. Um, what um, what what are these families going to be going through in the coming days, weeks, and months? Well. A tremendous amount of, um, yeah, it's almost like a surreal, um, it's like a surreal jigsaw puzzle. You're trying to, you're trying to put your life back together. Um, you know, there's a whole lot of preparation. It depends on where your son or daughter is going to be buried. Uh, my son happened to be buried in Section 60, Gravesite 8311 in Arlington, and because of the fact that he was, um, Purple Heart and Bronze Star. He was given a full military honor uh, burial uh, with the caisson, the horses, uh, the full army band, um, generals from the Pentagon. It was really something uh, to behold. Yeah. And my son, by the way, was buried on his birthday at the very same hour that he was born. Mm-hmm. Um, what if you could get Joe Biden's ear for a couple of minutes, what would you say to him today? The first thing I would say, Mr. President, please take my hand. And uh, let me let me pray for you. Because right now, the situation that we're in is so insurmountable. We as a nation, we must cry out to God to help us navigate through this quagmire of insanity. And that's exactly where we're at. And, and you know, as much as I cannot stand this man's policies, the alternative is worse because if he gets impeached, then we have this laughing clown yeah. that every time she steps up to a microphone, it's ha, 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 you Got know? Giggle. Oh. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Gross, I hate to do this, but I, I have a top-of-the-hour break that I have to hit right now. I, I appreciate yes, your time this morning. God bless yes, you. Thank you for all that you have done for this country. And our listeners, I know our listeners well, they'll be praying for you, too. Thank you, Mr. Gross, and thank you for your time this morning. God bless you. Back in a minute, Trey Ware, KTSA. Good morning, Good morning and welcome to uh, Funky Friday. Welcome to Funky Friday, and of course, it is 827-21, Trey Ware, 550 KTSA, FM 1071, the Trey Ware page, KTSA.com. It's also Red Friday, remember everyone deployed. Here's what we know, what we learned yesterday. 13 U.S. service members died in Afghanistan at the hands of terrorists. 
and several service members are believed to be in very critical condition. About 60 Afghans are dead and 120 or so wounded, although those numbers have not uh, been confirmed because the Taliban is not releasing any further information as to casualties and, uh, and wounded over there after being attacked by who knows. Uh, you know, this group called ISIS-K, uh, there are some who are saying that they've been around for a long time. Others saying they're an offshoot of the Taliban. Look, one thing that joins all of them together, oh, they may fight. They're like family. They're like family members who fight amongst each other, you know, how you and your big brother would fight all the time, and y'all would bloody each other's noses, but nobody from the outside had better attack either one of them, and that's what they do. Uh, they, they, they have one common purpose, and that is they hate the United States of America. We also found out that Joe Biden, uh, as I've been telling you now for months, is given the questions. He's given the answers and the questions prior to anything happening on these press conferences. He said yesterday the first person I was instructed to call on was Kelly O'Donnell of, of NBC. Ladies and gentlemen, they gave me a list here. The first person I was instructed to call on was Kelly O'Donnell of NBC. I'm guessing the Taliban is the one who instructed him because he's deferring to the Taliban, the, the security and the lead on this operation. And the general, again yesterday, said, first of all, we are continuing to trade information with the Taliban. We are continuing to work with the Taliban. So the American president has deferred the safety and security of our troops to the Taliban, who we have been bombing for 20 years. Is it any wonder why yesterday happened? No, it is not. I've been telling you to prepare yourself for it. And I've been telling you to prepare yourself for even more. Because this president, in his own hubris, and for whatever other reason that is unknown, uh, has decided that he was going to pull out in this way, exposing not only people there and our troops there and American citizens there in Afghanistan, but now, as Dr. Jeffrey Atticott said in the last hour, we are more vulnerable here today than we were September 10th of 2001. Now, my question to you is, and you can basically uh, just react, say what you want to say, however you want to say it. My question, though, to you is, what do you want done now? 210-599-5555. What do you want done now? Want the president to be impeached? Do you want him to order a full-scale invasion? What do you want done? 210-599-5555. Steve, you're first up. You're on. Go ahead, Steve. Trey, what I want is a real, real investigation of the 2020 election, but I know that's not going to happen. Listen, I would refer to Joe as a puppet and the Democrat Party as the puppet masters, but that's not an apt description. More apt is Joe Biden, fraudulent President Joe Biden, is actually a ventriloquist dummy with the Democrat Party uh, being the ones who have their hand up his back and moving his jaw, jacking his jaw. Now, the, the, the Democrat Party is the ones that are, are responsible for all of this. They are the ones that... It, that have caused all of this to happen. The, the, the Democrat Party, and there's no honor among thieves. The Democrat Party, is a, they're liars, they're cheats, and they're thieves. So for them to be now in bed with the Taliban and uh, Muslim extremists, it, it, it's not a surprise to me. There, there's no honor among thieves, and, the, and both, both of them are thieves, liars, and cheats. We had, a, we had an election in 2020. The, the, the choice was very clear. A strong, moral, American first 
uh, a confident, a capable leader. The world, our enemies and our allies saw us instead choose a weak, feeble, 47-year, do-nothing, corrupt uh, career politician. That's who they think that America is, and that's who they think that America wants now. This is horrific. And, and, and the Democrat Party and their faithful followers, they have the blood on their hands. But that's not uncomfortable for them. They have, all they have is chaos, calamity, and crisis. They are used to having their hands drenched in blood, and they sleep very well at night and, look, and, and are pleased with what they see in the mirror every day. All right. Thank you, Steve. And it drives, further drives what they are after, and that's a civil war here. That's what they're after. That's what they're pushing for. They want us fighting each other. Carol, go ahead. You're on. Well, you want my opinion is if it's too expensive to bring the equipment home, why don't we bomb the heck out of it so they can't use it against us? We were doing that yesterday after oh, this great. happened. Yeah, I hadn't heard about that one. Yeah, yeah, we were doing it yesterday. There were several uh, small explosions that were heard. What we had, what we were able to gather at the Kabul airport, we were able to start blowing that up yesterday. We have some remote capability with that. Uh, one of the helicopters that was used in the Osama bin Laden raid in Pakistan, it broke down outside the walls of his compound, and uh, via remote, we were able to destroy that helicopter. Uh, look, look, here's, and thank you, Carol, for the call. We, we are told over and over again, and it's something that I happen to believe, that we are the strongest, most lethal, most well-trained force on planet Earth. And we were told that again yesterday by the general and by the president. Well, then, it's time to act like it. Victor, go ahead. You're on KTSA. Hi, Trey. Uh, I served in Iraq two times, and watching all that stuff just rekindled a lot of memories I had lost, and uh, I I just broke down and... uh, uh, <clears throat> you just feel helpless when you watch something like that, when your fellow brothers go down. It's a very emotional day yesterday, and uh, I just hope and pray that uh, something can be done quickly, swiftly. Victor, what needs to be done? What would you recommend? <clears throat> First of all, get our brothers out of there. Give them everything they need, firepower. Be on the offensive and get the Americans out of there as quick as possible. Rules of engagement apply. Um, I agree with you. And thank you for your service. Thank you for your vulnerability to come on and talk with us this morning, Victor. Uh, I agree with reporter Jake Turks, uh, who asked Jen Saki yesterday. He's with AMI Magazine. He said, where is the swift and forceful response? Because on August 20th, just a few days ago, Joe Biden said, any attack on our forces or disruption of our operations at the airport will be met with a swift and forceful response. Where is it? Where is the overwhelming force that we should be pouring in there right now to hell with the Taliban? To hear the general say again yesterday, well, we're going to continue working with the Taliban. We're going to continue sharing information. They gave up the names and the addresses of the Taliban's enemies to the Taliban. Joe Biden admitted you'd have a bus full of our people coming to the airport and we'd call the Taliban and tell them where they were and who was on the bus. We're sharing classified, very highly classified documentation with our enemies, the people we were bombing just a few weeks ago. We don't need the Taliban to run this operation. 
if this president wants to turn it over to the, the, the operation to our enemies, which he has done, we don't need that. If we are that well-equipped and that highly trained, you pour those forces in there right now, and you take control of that region, and you get every American out of there, and you do what it takes. Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines, Coast Guard, everybody, go. Get those people out of there. And I don't care what the Taliban or ISIS-K or whoever, I don't care what they say. Go get them, and get them now. This is pathetic. And our enemies are watching, and they're laughing their butts off at the United States of America right now. And I have to tell you, this is not happy Friday talk, but we're in grave danger in this country. Here, we're in danger because of the decisions that the leadership of this country have been making. All right, we'll take a quick break. Waleed Ferris is coming up. He's, he'll join me. We'll talk about this some more coming right up here on KTSA. And I'll get back to your calls. There's some other news I want to touch on as well. So we'll cover some of that stuff as well. Our friends over at Orsadi Dental are ready to take your call. Book your appointment and get in so that you can begin your road to the best dental care of your life. Whether it's implants or Invisalign to straighten your teeth or teeth whitening on a regular basis. They can do all that at Orsadi Dental. They can also do uh, bridges and caps and all those things that can make your smile really pop. You know what I mean? So that you feel good about who you are every time you smile. Now, the functional capability of your teeth is making sure you can chew well. And you know what? People, they, they neglect their teeth for a while, and they can't chew as well as they used to. And the next thing you know, they got to go to some extreme measures. Well, our friends at Orsadi Dental can help you all along the way to get into the best dental care of your life, whether you're 8 years old or 85. It doesn't matter. They're here to take care of you at Orsadi Dental. Go see our friends over there. Their phone number is 210-479-8989. That's Orsadi Dental. And tell them Trey said, hey. Accurate the forecast for the weekend. There's a chance of thunderstorms throughout the weekend, off and on in various spots, mainly in the afternoon like we had yesterday and last evening. 91 today and tomorrow and 93 on Sunday right now. The KTSA and FM 1071. All right, it's uh, 620 now, Trey Ware, 550 KTSA, FM 1071, on the Trey Ware page at KTSA.com. One of our go-to people, uh, because he's such an expert in the region, such an expert in these uh, matters, is Dr. Waleed Ferris, and he's joining me now on the Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline. Dr. Ferris, uh, great to speak with you again, sir. I, I, I do appreciate uh, you know you coming on so early in the morning on a Friday. I, um, I'm curious what you think needs to happen now going forward after yesterday. After yesterday, it has gotten so bad on the ground. Uh, the policy of the administration put us in a very difficult position. So what needs to be done, either little things that, not, that are not going to change much of the Taliban and the other jihadi groups' position, or we need to do a much greater operation to counter them, which is going to basically uh, threaten the, 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 uh, the uh, Taliban deal. So the choice is going to be very difficult. And to summarize quickly, first thing we need to do is to widen the circle, the security safety circle around the airport. We have to push Taliban and other checkpoints, maybe one, two, three, four miles, so that we can protect the population, protect our soldiers, and make sure that no infiltration is done. That's one. 
Number two, we need to think differently if a deadline is coming uh, in a few days, how to um, transport thousands of Afghans who work with us. The U.S. citizens are now being airlifted from, from the airport. That's fine. It's going to continue. But we have no way of evacuating thousands and thousands unless we send them through local small planes from that airport into another airport that is not in the hands of the Taliban in the north. And from there, there will be time to vet them and then evacuate them. These are two decisions that the White House will have to consider. You know, I, I, the, the nonsense, to, to me anyway, of, of saying now, essentially the Taliban are not only our allies now, you know, we've been at war with them forever, and they, they uh, although there, there are a number of, of tribes who, as family members, will fight among themselves, they have one common interest, and, and that's coming after us. And, and to say now that they are yeah. allies in this, we're sharing intelligence with them. And, Dr. Ferris, they admitted mm-hmm. that they have turned over, essentially turned over operational control. We are deferring to our enemy yeah. for yeah. our safety and security. Just what is going on here? Well, what's going on? The Taliban now... <laughs> if you look at it, are becoming NATO members. And the big guy in NATO, they are telling us and the other NATO uh, members in Afghanistan what to do, what not to do. This is a scandal. This is a miserable decision. And the worst of it, uh, my friend, is that this this information was not released to the public. American people did not know until yesterday after this horrific massacre that we are coordinating with the Taliban. As you just said, it's, it's stunning that we have... Uh, sent lists of individual Americans to the Taliban. I mean, I cannot even digest the idea that we are at this stage at this point in time. And the president admitted yesterday that there have been times when we've had our people or the Afghans who have helped us in a bus and they're driving down the road and we call the Taliban and we tell them who's on the bus and where that bus is. What kind of insanity is this? Who is running our country? I have no idea. I know that there are a lot of influences, a lot of lobbies, but I have never seen in the last 31 years uh, since the collapse of the Soviet Union anything like that, that we are surrendering the decisions on our national security to a terrorist organization, which, by the way, Taliban, ISIS, Qaeda, you know, all of them, as you just said, are targeting us as Americans, as free people around the world. But the Taliban... We said, I mean, the administration said we are now partnering with them. They have never said so. The Taliban never made one statement that America is not their enemy anymore. Correct. I mean, of course, you, you have past enemies who will say, okay, now we are in a new phase. We are reforming. None of this has happened. We are actually now doing what we could have compared to collaborating with the Nazis at the end of World War II. Well, that's exactly my analogy this morning. Exactly right. It'd be like you know going and getting those guys and said, "Hey, I know we were enemies and you were killing a lot of our guys and all that stuff, but we, you know, we need to work together on this. You know, yeah. so let's let's yeah. let's join forces with our arch enemies." And and look, they're not rehabbed. Just two days ago, two days ago, they said Osama bin Laden had nothing to do with nine eleven. Two days ago, they said that they're not. They haven't rehabbed. They're not trying to join the community of nations. No, no, and you have a great point because that's exactly the measurement that I do usually, or experts do, in terms that they change. The first condition is that they would declare that we are changing, 
if you don't do this, it's like when Gorbachev and the Soviet Union said, okay, we want to go and change, right. and then everything collapsed. But going back to World War II quickly, it's worse than just working with the Nazis. It's giving back to the Nazis everything we have liberated in Europe. Correct. That would be Bastogne and Normandy. So the, 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 the length of the disaster is, is much bigger than what we think. And it's arming the Nazis. See, it, 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 we, we just armed them with about $100 billion worth of gear, airplanes and tanks. Yeah. And we just gave yeah. them everything to which they can use to, to, attack, uh, to attack us. Dr. Ferris, as always, I appreciate your time, sir. And we will, uh, again, uh, we'll have a chance to speak. Thank you. Thank you very much. Have a good day. All right, uh, Bill, you're on KTSA. Go right ahead, Bill. Your thoughts. Yeah, hey, I got a question. Have you happened to hear how many of our Taliban allies were killed in that explosion yesterday? Or did they just happen to coincidentally not be around that gate? Yeah, that's that, that was one of my first thoughts, right, is we know that the yeah. Afghans died. We, we, we know a number, and, and the number we have is like 60 to 64 dead, another 120 liable to die. But again, the Taliban is playing tricks with that number. But what about the Taliban? Where were they, and how many of them actually got hit by this yesterday? I mean, if we're working shoulder to shoulder with them, and as I understand the way it worked is you got this ring around the airport, and the Taliban is the one who, who controls that outer ring, they let those people in to our guys who then pat them down before they get on the airplane so they don't have a bomb or a gun or whatever. And the Taliban let these guys through to our guys. That's how our guys died. They were doing their job, patting these guys down, everything, and boom, off they go. So where were the Taliban? And how many of the Taliban who are working with us and so concerned about us being, uh, you know, getting safely out of the country – where were they, and how many of them did they lose? I would bet you the number is zero. You want to bet? You want to bet the number zero? Because if we're sharing operational information with the Taliban, you know the other side is. You know. I have no doubt in my mind they knew what was coming. If we're sharing that info, I have no doubt that whoever did this, and I have my suspicions that it's actually an offshoot of the Taliban. I have my suspicions that they, that they may have been involved in this in, other, in a way to make them look good so they can project themselves into the community of nations. It's kind of how my mind works anyway, that they set this up so that, hey, we'll look like the, uh, the saviors when we come riding in on a shining white horse. Anyway, we'll take a break, come back on the other side. And uh, coming up, uh, Representative Tony Gonzalez is going to join me. And more of your calls as well, <clears throat> right here on KTSA. Shirts, funeral home, uh, you know, at-time at services, of course. Military services, of course. They can handle everything from talking to you about the products that are available to the service itself, uh, all the way to making sure that it's, it's done on the day that you... I can just relax and let them take the lead and do everything for you. This family over at Church Funeral Home, though, uh, they do pre-planning and pre-need that works so well so that there is a plan in place for you. Because it's it's coming for all of us, right? We just don't know when. And that's why it's important to see our friends at Church Funeral Home. And you make all the decisions and you pay for it today. And that way, your family doesn't have to. And it works extremely well. It's called pre-planning and pre-need, and Shirts Funeral Home is your company for that or anything else. 
Our family, our friends at Church Funeral Home are here for you 24-7. This is Scott Robbins. Stay connected with News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071 on Facebook, Twitter, and online at KTSA.com. Taliban, ISIS, Qaeda, you know, all of them, as you just said, are targeting us as Americans, as a free people around the world. But the Taliban, we said, I mean, the administration said we are now partnering with them. They have never said so. The Taliban never made one statement that America is not their enemy anymore. That is it, Dr. Raleigh Ferris in the last half hour. Trey Ware, 550 KTSA FM 1071, the Trey Ware page, KTSA.com. We're breaking down yesterday with you and a lot of great experts, and uh, we, we learned uh, that we are deferring. Our president is deferring to our enemy. It, it's the most incredible uh, thing that I've ever heard in my life. I've been doing this for, you know, 50, 50 years. I've never heard anything as asinine as what I heard yesterday. We're sharing information. We're sharing intelligence. We're working with our enemy, and we're, we are relying on our enemy to guarantee our safety and security. No wonder we were bombed. And as the general said yesterday, it will happen again. I come from Navy stock in my family, and I turn to another Navy man, Representative Tony Gonzalez. He's joining me on the Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline. Sir, your thoughts about yesterday? Oh, yesterday was a rough day, um, and I know it was a rough day for many of my brothers and sisters who also served in Afghanistan. You know, to see the commander-in-chief up there just kind of wavering and, and giving in, you know, kind of waving the white flag on a day that, that, you know, we lose so many Americans, it was really tough. You know, one of the things that needs to happen is, look, the Taliban aren't going to change. They're wolves, and wolves don't change. Uh, they hate Americans. They always will hate Americans. Uh, you know, they want they want they literally want to kill us. And they've proven that time and time again. The sad thing is this thing is going to get worse uh, as as the security situation deteriorates in Afghanistan. There's going to be more and more danger uh, to Americans and foreigners. And one thing you and I have talked about before, Congressman, is we've had an open border for months. God only knows who's come across that border. That's exactly right. You know, yesterday uh, I was out in the district you know, I'm in I'm in Carrizo Springs and and La Prior and and Crystal City. You know, just miles away from the border, and our and our southern border is wide open. You know, we hadn't see, we haven't seen this this level of uh, of an open border in 20 years. Well, guess what happened 20 years ago? 9/11 happened 20 years ago. So if we don't if we don't secure our southern border, the carnage that we saw in Kabul. You're going to see that in, in the streets here in, uh, in America. There's a lot at stake. You know, right now, about 80 percent of Border Patrol agents are not in the field. They're in these processing centers. What does that mean? That means literally there's no one to guard our southern border. Uh, Marine uh, bomb expert Joey Jones, who lost both legs uh, over there, he uh, said yesterday, the war dogs are hungry. It's time to let them eat. What these people understand is the stacking of bodies. Um, but, you know, the thing about it is, Congressman, I, I hear over and over again, and I believe it, and you know it because you served, uh, I, I absolutely believe that we are the most highly trained. We are the most well-equipped fighting force on the planet. It's time we start acting like it. No, that's right. And, you know, this wasn't a failure on the military. Nope. Um, you know, we, we did our part. That's right. When the nation called, when the nation called, we did our part. This is 100% a failure on the, on the politicians in Washington and the politicians in Kabul. You know, one thing that needs to happen, absolutely must happen, is one, we got to get all Americans home. 
all Americans home. Two is we have to have a base of operations in Afghanistan to do uh, ISR, intelligence, surveillance, and reconnaissance. I did that for five years, basically hunted down these, uh, these wolves that want to kill us. If we don't do that, we will have no idea what is happening in Afghanistan. And it's becoming a hotbed, just like it was 20 years ago. We got reports over 10,000 terrorists have now re-entered Afghanistan. It's like Christmas time for them. I want to tell you something, Tony. The reason we gave up Bagram or the reason Joe Biden gave up Bagram is because the military leadership of this country was pushing back on him and wanted the force that you are describing to be in Afghanistan. Right now we have no intelligence, and going forward we'll get no intelligence out of that region. But Joe Biden wanted to burn the boats, and he knew that if we held on to Bagram, then there would be an opportunity for us to go back in and do what we needed to do, exactly what you're describing. And against the thoughts of his military leadership, he said, close it down. Let's go to this little rinky-dink thing in Kabul. That's where we're going to have our base of operations down there, a thing that's indefensible. You can't can't defend it. Uh, When we had the best in the world, which is Bagram, we could have stayed there. The prison, a maximum security prison was there. They they opened up the prisons. This has just been absolutely the, the, the worst operation, and it's on Joe Biden. He's the one that made these decisions. And He's blaming, he's blaming Trump, and he's blaming his military leadership, but it's on him. He decided to do this. You are exactly right. I mean, at the end of the day, he is the commander-in-chief of the United States, and it is his responsibility. And guess what? Because of his blunder, Americans have died. And, 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 it, and we're not through it yet. I mean, it's, it's going to get worse. And what I don't want to see is I don't want to see those terrorist actions that are happening in Afghanistan happen here at home because of the same blunders. He has failed to secure our southern border, which makes all of us uh, unsafe and all of us in a very uh, difficult situation. I also want to mention that the State Department is leading this operation. And and, uh, Secretary Blinken, he has to go. I mean, the guy has has American blood on his hands. Uh, Department of Defense has been urging, the intelligence community has been urging for, for, for months now, that this was the wrong approach. Secretary of State just keeps pushing forward. It's the wrong approach altogether. Uh, Representative uh, Tony Gonzalez is joining me right now. One final thing for you. Um, knowing that they took on this idea of uh, deferring our safety and security of our forces to our enemy, people that we have been bombing for 20 years and who have been trying to kill us and have been killing some of our men uh, for that length of time, um, is this an impeachable offense? Should should there be papers drawn up? Should Joe Biden be removed from office? Yeah, I think I think uh, I mean you cannot uh, negotiate with terrorists. We've learned what happens years and year, for years and years. Uh, I think what we realize is Joe Biden has continued to fail us. Um, now I don't want to get stuck into the politics of everything because what will happen is. It's a distraction. And right now we need to get every American home. What I would like for us to see is I would like for Congress to get called back into session. The the legislative branch is an equal branch to the executive branch. The legislative branch needs to lead. Nancy Pelosi called us back to try to uh, pass $5 trillion package. She can call us back so that way we can work on Afghanistan. But the the route this president is taking, I, I I take impeachment very, very serious. And the, the route this president is taking, he is putting Americans at, at risk. And what I don't want to see is a terrorist act 
happen here in the United States because our southern border is wide open. You're right, sir. What we need right now is an overwhelming force to go in there. Taliban, be damned. We need to go in there with an overwhelming force and get every single soul out of there that that is ours or collaborated with us. Get them out of there. uh, Destroy all the remaining equipment and, uh, and do it with an overwhelming force and not defer one more decision, not share one more piece of information with the Taliban. Uh, Representative Tony Gonzalez, Congressman, thank you very much for your time. Hang on just a second. Our producer wants to speak with you for just a second, but thank you so much for your time. Quickly, let me slip Rick in here. Rick, you're on KTSA. Go right ahead. Your thoughts, please. Uh, First, Trey, uh, sympathies to the families. My wife uh, served in Iraq. She was an operating room nurse. She watched soldiers die on the table and watched their commanders cry over their bodies. Yes, sir. Uh, So it's very personal for her. She couldn't even call. So uh, I just wanted to say something about it. Uh, the idea that the Taliban already said that they're not responsible. They said in a statement that the, the, the bombing occurred where the U.S. was in charge of security. So they're not taking any blame at all. They're, they're deferring it completely to our fault. Uh, and then Biden yesterday used the phrase, I don't know if anyone commented on it, but his phrase was, we're going to continue to rescue Americans, et cetera, et cetera. And using the word rescue right now means they're either going to be killed or taken hostage. I mean, when someone's behind enemy lines, you go in and you rescue them because they don't want them captured and killed. So they're already knowing exactly how this is going to turn out, and it's horrible. That's all I have to say. It's horrible. Thank you, Rick, and God bless you and your wife. Okay, quick break. We'll come back on the other side. 210-599-5555. Your thoughts about how everything happened, you know, on everything yesterday. Well, people are already going to need a place to live, right? And Lifestyles Unlimited are going to teach you how to invest in real estate so you can retire in five years or less. Lifestyles Unlimited has in-person options right here in San Antonio. Or you can do what I did and attend their online seminar. It's called FinancialFreedomLivestream.com. That's FinancialFreedomLivestream.com. Now, the Financial Freedom Membership is usually 740 a year, but for a limited time, you get two years for only two ninety seven, when you use the promo code WARE, that's W-A-R-E, all in caps. So do it today and start working your way to financial freedom with FinancialFreedomLivestream.com. Promo code .com slash credit. Today's Pledge of Allegiance, powered by Stevens Roofing. Okay, Roland, take it away. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible with liberty and justice for all guests of the 550 ktsa morning news with trey ware appear courtesy of the stevens roofing newsmaker hotline secretary blinken he has to go i mean the guy it, it has, has has american blood on his hands uh department of defense have been has been urging the intelligence community has been urging for 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 months now that this was the wrong approach Secretary of State just keeps pushing forward. It's the wrong approach altogether. All right. That's uh, Congressman Tony Gonzalez joining us here on KTSA. Obviously, the bulk of the show this morning has been about Afghanistan, but there's other news. I remember yesterday how I was praising the folks in the church, Cibolo, Universal City, for, for staying out of the mask mandate deal and saying, hey, it's up to you. You don't put your kid, you don't put a diaper on your kid's face, go ahead, but we're not going to mandate it. Well, Northside did the opposite. There was a ruling yesterday from the Texas Supreme Court that you cannot mandate masks. Quit it. Quit mandating masks. Well, the mask Nazis are going to stay after it. They're going to continue to try to wrap a diaper that, that only works 10% of the time 
on your kiddo's face for eight hours a day while they walk up and down the hands or, or halls of the school. It's all about control. It's not about their safety and protection. But they're going to stay at it. They're going to try it. They're going to continue to push this. But as of right now, the Texas Supreme Court said you can't do it. Well, Northside Independent School District said no, no. Uh-uh. The debate is continuing. And we remain committed to keeping the health and safety of students, staff, and visitors to our facilities a priority. Therefore, the temporary mask mandate, unanimously approved by the Northside School Board of Trustees, will remain in place. So they feel like they can overrule the governor and the Texas Supreme Court. Do you remember yesterday I was telling you over in the U.K. they're having such food supply issues that restaurants are closing and they cut off doing milkshakes at McDonald's, okay? Uh, Big Mac has got to be next, right? I mean, come on. What's the use of going to McDonald's unless you get a quarter pounder with cheese and a milkshake? Come on. So they're having to shut all this stuff down because they don't have drivers and they don't have people manufacturing the stuff. The shelves are bare, and they said in the U.K., they're saying, hey, it looks like we're going to have to cancel Christmas. We may not have turkeys. We have to cancel Christmas. And I said to you when I started to tell you about this story, I said, look for it to come here. Our largest wholesale food distributor is a company called Cisco. You've seen their trucks running around everywhere. Cisco announced yesterday they are delaying and pausing service to customers. Those are the big stores in various locations throughout the country due to unprecedented labor shortages that they are aggressively recruiting delivery partners and warehouse associates, but we don't have enough guys to drive these trucks, and we don't have enough people in the warehouse to put stuff on the trucks. And by the way, there's not enough people making the stuff either. So we got shortages everywhere. Cisco said they've been facing price increases as well on poultry and beef and paper and disposables, and they're not alone. Their biggest competitor, United Natural Foods, is struggling to meet demand and so expect shortages here in the United States. KISS has COVID. Paul Stanley tested positive, and they've had to cancel what's going on with their tour. Right now, the end-of-the-road farewell tour while they sit around and get better. You would think if anybody were to get it, it'd be Gene, but no, Paul's got COVID. <laughs> right? Yeah. You know, you'd think it would be Gene. Got his tongue, tongue always hanging out of his mouth. <laughs> got that tongue hanging out everywhere. <laughs> yeah, Put that tongue back in your mouth. You're going to catch something, boy. Right. <laughs> and you may not want it, whatever you're going to catch. Maybe not. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. Um, this is serious stuff. Let's go back to Sylvester. You're on KTSA. Go ahead, Sylvester. Good morning. Yeah, you know, first of all, I'd like to say I'm not a parent and I don't have a child. Yet these school boards are elected officials, are they not? So what I would suggest, well, my opinion is when you go to a school board meeting, find out who voted for that mass mandate on your kids. And just because they're elected and they have to wait for another election, find out who they are and get them out. Because just because they're elected doesn't mean they cannot be removed. Amen. Thank you very much. Right on. Right on, Sylvester. And better yet, run against them. Better yet, form a campaign, run against them, and get on the school board. I've been saying now, for as long as I've been doing this job, you don't get any more local with your politics than the school board. That's where it starts. And the leftists have taken over school boards all across this country, and they control what's going into your kiddo's head, and they control what happens to your kid eight hours a day. And if you want to wrestle that control back, the best thing you can do is run for those school board positions and get involved, become the superintendent even. 